0: Today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, and because we are so blessed in America with so much abundance, I don't think we thank God enough, and I try to thank God a lot. I'm sure I could do better. Because he has poured out so many blessings that we can't even contain them and we try to build new barns and new garages to put all of our stuff in and then it still can't be contained and so we have to have garage sales and clean it out every year. Storage storage, rentals. Storage rentals are expensive so that's how much stuff we have. We're just like the Hebrews. They had a lot of stuff. Well we have a lot of stuff. Uh, This, I really like, Deuteronomy 7, 9 and 10, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, our God is faithful, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him. Do you love the Lord? We love the Lord. And keep His commandments. Do we keep the Lord's commandments? Online, you can just nod your head. We can see you. To a thousand generations. You know, if a generation is 80 years, that's 8,000 years. So that will be all of mankind's time. So if you honor the Lord and love Him and keep His commandments, you'll be blessed until... The new Jerusalem sets down, and we've got a new heaven and a new earth. This is one of those things, I call it the two-edged sword. If you do this, I'll do that. It is Deuteronomy. Verse 10, and repays them that hate him to their face. That doesn't sound good if you know the Lord, because he's not, you know, at one time he was the baby Jesus, he was the Lamb of God, but... When we see Him, the next time, he will be the Lion, he'll, it'll be Judgment Day. But we don't have to have the, um, the Day of the Lord to have judgment. And, you know, America right now, He will judge America while it is a nation. And if you do not think there's judgment on America now, you know, you apparently haven't been watching the news. But it says, He repays them to their face to destroy them. This is Jesus. He will destroy those that hate Him. He will not be slack to repay him that hates him. He will repay him to his face. This is a scripture I call fear of the Lord. So, in accordance with thanksgiving... If we can still get up out of bed and put our clothes on and drive to church to have a great dinner that these women have worked so hard to prepare, and maybe some men too, we should be thankful that we're able to function. We should be thankful that we're able to have church, because certain countries you cannot have Christian church because they're going to cut your head off. You have to have an underground church and do everything in code so you can gather. But I just want you to think about this. The little Jesus that wouldn't hurt a fly, you know, that's that's for baby Christians. Once you grow up and eat meat, we need to get the fear of the Lord because he will repay you face to face if you don't love him and keep his commandments. So let's look at this scripture, Psalm 136.3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords for his mercy endures forever. We're under mercy and grace right now Amen Amen. Amen. I love it You know, that's why we still have uh, in America Even though you know, they said it was going to be a red wave Uh, That didn't happen the Democrats and Republicans are fighting uh, the blacks against the whites the haves against the have-nots we got many divisions in the churches and we're the way satan works is he separates you he gets you to isolate or have a church split start your own denomination you know we can come together and unify the this thanksgiving really is about the feast of ingathering or tabernacles which is the time of the year that the Jews would let everyone come into the temple. That's the only time because otherwise you can't get in if you're not Jewish. Well, you know, there is no Jew and Gentile now under the New Covenant. But we're supposed to come together at this time. Fellowship. There's many people outside that door that's not going to ever set foot in a church. And you have to be the light to take the gospel out. You know, we're, this is not just to praise and worship the Lord here in our little nice cozy four walls right we should demonstrate this in the workplace in our homes in our businesses and wherever we go we should be the light on the hill right because many people I mean what do we got here 30 people you know and how many online I don't know but uh, you guys could be evangelists going out and preaching the gospel telling people look the Lord is merciful You know you can get out of bed and get dressed and go to work. You're blessed you get you know health is a um, You know more valuable than gold and silver amen if you've had it and don't have it now You know what I'm talking about you young people think you're gonna live forever and never get tired and old Well stick around You're gonna need God sooner or later Okay, let's look at some history The first Thanksgiving didn't happen on the fourth Thursday of the month of November. Amen (laughs) It took place over three days sometime between late September and mid-November in 1621 and was considered a harvest celebration I think this is interesting see because we made Thanksgiving into a national holiday But the Lord doesn't have a national holiday called Thanksgiving. He has seven feasts And the end is the Tabernacles booth, Feast of Ingathering, Feast of Harvest. That's what I think they were celebrating. So um, I just talked to a a friend of mine from Iowa who is raising organic um, crops. And uh, he was down here and I said, I bet you just had a harvest. He goes, yes, we did. We just finished the harvest. So this is the time of season that you finish your harvest, and then you have the Feast of Booths, or Tabernacles. And we all come together and celebrate the bounty that the Lord has blessed us with for a whole nother year. And we start over, right? Now we plant the winter wheat, prepare the ground, and pray for the former rain to germinate. Three days they celebrated. Now the real Feast of Tabernacles... Um, I think it's eight days, isn't it? Seven plus one, something like that. Seven plus one, it's really an eight. The, I'm talking about the biblical feast of uh, booths. They celebrated three days, which included feasting, like we're going to do today, and games and military exercises. I think that's interesting. Uh, I'll just say spiritual warfare. Wouldn't that be nice? We could do some, pull down some strongholds. Well, they did military exercises. The pilgrims landed in 1620, and the first Thanksgiving was not called that, but it was in 1621. So they landed, they made their crops, they did the harvest, they had a celebration. Now, I'm going to give you a brief, um, a 401-year-old letter that someone has written about that time by edward winslow and it's uh, by mort edward wrote the letter and it's in old like ye and thee and thou and type of stuff old english this is mort's relation or he's telling the story about the letter and so this is what they wrote it's short it says our harvest being gotten in so they gathered they took the harvest they harvested it Our governor sent four men on fowling. That means they went bird hunting. They're going after the fowls. They sent four men on fowling so we might have a special manner rejoice together. This is what we're doing today. See, we're rejoicing together for the abundance and giving thanks to our God. They were doing that too. After we had gathered the fruits of our labors, we're all supposed to be sowing seed, making a harvest, and bringing in fruit. Right? Some of that fruit is new souls saved. Some of the fruit is, you know, providing for your family. Whatever the Lord has put on your heart, that's your mission, your job. Make fruit at it. They four, the four men, in one day killed as much fowl as, with a little help besides, served the company almost a week. So there was about, uh, at that time, um, 53 people. And that's how long the Feast of the Tabernacles was that? Yeah, a, a seven-day feast, a Feast of Tabernacles. So these four guys went out and killed, I'm assuming they killed some turkeys, some pigeons, some... You know, some grouse, uh, all wild game. Anyway, they in, in, uh, it says one day they brought back enough to feed the whole camp for a week. Awesome. Good. At which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our armies. So they had the military drills. Many of the Indians coming amongst us and amongst the rest, their greatest king... Now, this is departing from the letter, these next two slides. But the big king, the Indian king, Maseot came. This is about Maseot. Maseot's people had been seriously weakened by a series of epidemics. Uh, One of them was smallpox. So they hadn't had that disease. Like, yeah, we brought to them, like... Kind of like what we went through the last three years we hadn't had that disease someone brought it to us many people got it but they had smallpox and um, Many people died and it weakened their tribe and were vulnerable to attacks by the Narragansett's another tribe of Indians and they were like the (laughs) Hebrews the kings would fight in the spring Well, these guys would fight for territory and so because of that Masoyot, the big chief, he formed an alliance with the colonists. So they came together. Reminds me of the making of a covenant. You know, if you do this, we'll do that. That's what they did. They made a covenant. The Plymouth Colony for defense against them. So they strengthened with the pilgrims to fight against the Narragasets. And the Indians helped the pilgrims. It says, it was... Through his assistance that the Plymouth Colony avoided starvation During the early years now think about this You're in a England and you go across the ocean You land in the new country you don't have anything but You know your hands and probably a few tools And a barren landscape and some seeds and you got to plant and harvest and um it was hard to stay alive I think if you just had to never go to Walmart again or Kroger or Target and go out in the woods and, and plant and harvest you know we wouldn't make it we you know we don't have the skills we're gonna starve amen and that's what happened a lot of them died they got sick they died it was tough it was really tough it's, now back to the letter It says, with some 90 men whom for three days we entertained and feasted, and they went out and killed five deer. See how that's spelled? That's how they spell John Deere. I wonder if John Deere got that from D-E-E-R-E. Anyway, they killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation, and bestowed on our governor and upon the captain and others, and and although... It be not always so plentiful it as it was at this time with us so they are saying God's blessed us we got plenty to eat yet I like this statement this is the end of the letter it says yet by the goodness of God we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty or our bounty so they were very thankful that they had plenty of food to eat and so thankful They're like, you know, we're saying, we have something special here in Plano, wherever you're living, California, Florida, come here. It's a great place to live. We got plenty. Well, that's what they're saying to their friends back in England. You got to come, man, because we got abundance here. This is wonderful. This is a new world, America. And they were thanking God. And, you know... I say this statement almost every day. I tell God, I need you more today than I've ever needed you before. I told him that yesterday. Also, today. Come on, Lou. I don't care how close you get to God, the closer you get to Him, you want to get closer. And I'll tell him I want to get closer. You know, I like church, but church is not where my relationship with the Lord is. My relationship with the Lord is all day and all night. I talk to him all the time. And I thank him that I can come to him and tell him my problems, you know, because if we're alive, we have problems. You know some of has family problems children problems job problems health problems I mean if you're alive you got if everything's good. Just wait. It'll change you'll need God But I tell him no matter what's happening. I need you. I got to get closer to you I need to have him manifest his presence on me I'm studying something right now because of this fasting I've been doing since y'all may not have heard I went uh, fasting I disappeared for three weeks, me and Cindy. We did a fast, and uh, we got close to God. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. And so I'm, I'm learning about this thing. I call it body felt salvation. See, and I'm, I'm off track now, but just so you know what's going on with Pastor Lou, the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost came up on them. In the New Testament, it comes in us. But, you know, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can also have the Holy Ghost in us and on us. And when it comes on you, guess what? You don't get sick anymore. Apostle Yeah, yeah, Apostle, Apostle. Lou, thank you. You know, you, you don't get sick anymore. No, I have not achieved that yet, but that's the direction I'm headed. That's, that's going to be my focus for 2023, the... Uh, um, body felt salvation and i believe well here i'll just give you an example so the hebrews see god sent them to spy out the land and they gave an evil report and he punished them 40 years you walk in the desert but guess what when they crossed over the jordan their clothes never worn out and they weren't none sick okay that's what i call body felt salvation you know we can have that we can have that no i'm working on I'm working it out but uh, that's my focus for that's one of my big focuses for 2023 so more stay tuned there'll be more of that in the future okay Psalm 23 can you say you no know, the way the King James is is uh, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want but I like to say Jehovah is my shepherd I shall not be in want and even though we're blessed in America we still have you know we want right we want more gasoline, more newer cars, a better house, nicer clothes, you know, I mean, we never get tired of asking. We want, 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 right? I like to be blessed. I like nice things. You know, I don't want to live in a cave like Elijah. You know, I don't want to put on sackcloth and dust over my head. You know, I don't want to eat locusts and honey. I like America. I like the blessings of the Lord. But sometimes we just have to say, I shall not be in want, because sometimes the month runs out, you know, the money runs out before you hit the end of the month, right? Yeah, it does sometimes. Or the food, or, you know, Tony didn't make it at church today, he got up this morning, his house was cold, the heat ran out, busted furnace, so he's got the repairman out. I said, I'll beat you to it because it happened to me and SUNY twice. <laughs> Thank God for A.C. and heater repairmen. Okay, we should be thanking the Lord for that. We get up in the morning and the heat's on or the A.C.'s working. Oh, boy, you want to see a cranky, a cranky girl um, come to my house in the summertime when it's 100 degrees outside and our A.C. isn't working and uh, see how Mrs. Young is acting. Oh, she's not happy. That AC better be running. So, you know, we go to Cambodia and it's 100 in the shade. You got to put the fan on. If you don't have a fan, you're just, you know, you make one. But she's going, I got to get back home to that AC. So we need to be thankful for those things. Giving thanks was really an important part of both cultures. We're talking about the pilgrims and the Indians. For the English, before and after every meal, there was a prayer of Thanksgiving. I think this is interesting. you know many times we don't even pray before we eat. and um, number one, we should be praying for the food we eat, but number two, if you don't know it, they're trying to kill us uh, GMO food and all kinds of chemicals, and we need to be praying over the food so that the stuff that we eat will bless us instead of kill us, destroy us, you know amen so pray over your food don't go to the chinese restaurant when they got a shrine behind the counter with food sacrificed to idols and the fortune cat going like this and a frog with a coin in its mouth you go and rub it for blessing you know and then eat that food you're eating food sacrificed to idols you know Um, some people say well don't go there and eat their food well i do you know i don't live under the old covenant the old law it says it's not what comes in your mouth, but what goes out that defiles the man. So I bless my food and then I eat it. I don't have to eat with any Jews. I don't hate them, but they don't like Jesus. So unless they're messianic, I don't have to worry about offending my brother because I'm eating shrimp or catfish or a ham sandwich. I just pray over my food and I eat and, uh, that's how I do it. But they prayed twice, before meal, after meal. I think that's a good thing. We should do that. That'd be a good thing. And so, this year is almost over. We're going to be going like New Year's resolutions. I don't like New Year's resolutions cuz they usually get broken. But that would be a good one. Pray before and after. That was the English. Now the Indians says for the native Americans giving thanks was a daily part of life. The native people, this is traditionally, have Thanksgivings as a daily ongoing thing. Every time anybody went hunting or fishing and picked a plant, they would offer a prayer of acknowledgement. Now, this sounds new agey, and it could be taken that way. Um, I don't think they were tree huggers, but they did have respect for the land and the natural resources because they knew that's what kept them alive. And I think they were probably better stewards of the land than what we were doing here in the new way of farming which is um gmo and uh many people would say they're raping the land no i'm not saying that uh we should adopt the green new deal or none of that stuff i'm just saying you know so i have some chickens when you know once they stop laying eggs i grab one and give it a pat and ask the lord to make this quick and painless and then but i thank the chicken for its service and uh I said, you had a good long life, but today is a bad day for you. (laughs) And uh, I appreciate you. And uh, we turn that into a a nice soup, and it's wonderful. So I always, you know, thank the Lord for the bounty that we have. And and anyway, I could go on and on. They keep producing. Or, to us, keep producing. Yeah, if they want to live. But, I mean, you know. (laughs) There's a time, there's a beginning, and there's an ending, you know, and uh, that's why um, that's why we have deep freezers. Uh, deep freezers, they take the deep freeze nap, and uh, okay, the colonists at the first Thanksgiving were mostly men. Why? Because the women had died. Okay. I'm telling you, this was a hard life. You do not understand the American heritage. If someone left their, foreign, their country in England, sailed across the ocean, landed on foreign soil here that was America, and trying to get away from the king and the church and state and all that stuff and start a new life with the Lord, I mean, it was hard. They, they fell. They fell. You know, they died. Yeah, so I'm sure they prayed a lot more than we pray. You know, we're reaping the benefits of, you know, the the Lord blessing America. S- some 78% of the women who had arrived on the Mayflower had died during the first winter. Think about that. 80, 80%. So, you got five women by the end of the first year, you got one left, four dead. You line up 10 women, Eight dead, two are alive. Not very good odds, right? Russian roulette is probably better than that. It was tough. Here is who were at the first celebration. 53 pilgrims, four married women, five adolescent girls, nine adolescent boys, 13 young children, 22 men. That's 18 guys with no women little testosterone flowing around there, I think. That was after one year, that's what's left. And then they had the Indians. So in of Plymouth Plantation, William Bradford lists the Mayflower passengers and also tells us who died during the first winter. And uh, I had uh, a little over 100 people. So basically half of them died from the first year to the second year, over the winter. This is interesting to me. It says, no other ships arrived in Plymouth until after the first Thanksgiving. So they were there over an entire year before anyone else came and landed from England. It says, the pilgrims at the first Thanksgiving were all the Mayflower survivors. 53 left alive. Okay, so what are you thankful for? I can tell you when we go to Honduras and Cambodia and come back home, I flip the light switch on and the light comes on. I go, Thank you, Lord, for the light. I go to the kitchen sink and turn the water on, and not only does water come out, I got hot water, I got cold water. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. You know what you don't have in Cambodia that you can thank the Lord for? Toilet paper. Yeah. Thank you for the toilet paper. You know, you, the, been overseas, you, missed something. You, you got the the toilet. There's no tank on it. It's just sometimes a hole in the floor and a bucket of water. You're going like toilet paper. Thank you know, you that's Lord, one of the first <laughs> places we went was uh, you got to take us up to the store and we bought <laughs> toilet paper. It's real easy to be thankful when you leave America because we don't realize how much we're blessed. I encourage y'all to take a mission trip. That's right, I agree. Take a mission trip. And see their lovely... life. Oh yeah, it'll change your life. And it'll, you'll, you'll definitely... I remember the first one I took to Africa. Were, were you with us when Julie was with us? Okay, Julie the little Korean girl, we went to Africa, and, you know, she had bug bites from head to toe. Come back wearing shorts, and uh, we're walking through the airport, and people are moving away, because they're going like, she's got the plague, and I don't want to be anywhere near her. I mean, they made us a, she, she looked like she'd been ran over by a garbage truck. Bugs ate her up. So the next time we went back to Africa, soon he goes, Lord, if I'm going, I don't want one bug bite. And you know what? That prayer got answered. Not one bug bite. Just like Bree. Bree goes into the dark Congo. Glory cloud comes over. This is what I'm talking about. Body felt salvation. You can have perfect divine health. Your body, you know, like Smith Wigglesworth. You can just be preaching and fall over dead right there. I mean, just, just like um, um, Bo, her mother. Healthy says i want to die at home in my sleep she died at home in her sleep healthy strong she went out strong you can do that you don't have to be sick you don't have to die sick there's there's a there's a level with the lord that we are not experiencing that i'm going to try to learn more about it so i can teach it to you how to get this thing done so that when we walk in that type of a relationship with god other people are going to want to come and join us We won't have to beg them. Amen? Amen. What are you thankful for? Well, how about air? We can't go without that very long, right? How about water? Try four days with no water. You know, your tongue swells up about the size of your shoe. Food, you can go 40 days. They say, I haven't done it, but... Jesus did it, so apparently you can live 40 days without food, but I can tell you it's good to be back in the land of the eating. (laughs) And so when you do a 21-day fast, supposedly if you break it properly, you break it for 21 days. You know, you can't eat like you did before your stomach shrank and there's enzymes that aren't being processed you can't go have a hamburger so about two weeks I don't know how many cabbage soup gallons of cabbage soup we've eaten but a lot and so I just started I think three days ago I had a little bit of turkey it was awesome so I bet you can't wait to get some too right So food, clothes, how about that? We don't want to run around naked, right? And it's nice to have a winter coat in the cold weather. You know, it's winter in Texas now. It's 50 degrees. We're suffering. (laughs) How about thankful for your family? Some are going go, thank God my family didn't show up this Thanksgiving because, you know. But, you know, uh, children are a blessing from the Lord. How about be thankful for a job? Many people don't have one. And by the way, now's a great time to have one, a good time to get one because everybody's hiring. You know how you can get a job now? You just got to show up. It's so pathetic. Um, just show up. If you can do that, you're ahead of 80% of the people. Yeah. How about uh, thankful for America? You know, I've been all over the world. I don't care where you go. This is the best place to live. I don't care if the Republicans and Democrats are fighting and they've got a transgender spirit in school and blah, blah, blah. You know, this is the best place. We're free to worship our God. We have, you know, Tony says, we don't have freedom. Well, you know, we're not in Venezuela. We still are a Christian nation, and we still have freedom. And we should be thanking the Lord for America. You know, I'm... Do a lot of these crazy prayers like Apostle Stan, you know, I say judge a church judge this one first judge me You know, I, I just like to, I, I'm like King David I like to get this thing over with you know, so that we can move on to the seven full of miracles You know why stretch this out? let's 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 make the paradigm shift and, and move into the Whatever the power of God demonstrating raise the dead save the whole cities close all the bars let's do some miracles that's what most people thank the lord for i thank the lord for these things i thank the lord for the father the son and the holy ghost i thank the lord for the blood of jesus christ that washes us clean i thank you i tell him thank you for the blood you know the blood the demons hate the blood I use that as a weapon. I thank the Lord for the blood. The word of God, that's our sword. Thank the Lord. You know, how how could we make a Christian life without God's word? Yeah, we can't make it. The name above all names, that means everything. You know, Jesus is here. Everything else has to bow. And if we got his name, there's nothing that can stand in our way. Nothing. Nothing. Cancer can't stand in our way. Poverty can't stand in our way. The rest of the world can't stand in our way. They have to bow. Amen? Amen. I thank the Lord for that. The anointing. Do you ever thank the Lord for the anointing? You all have some anointing, right? It's the scripture says you all have a measure of faith. You all have some anointing. Thank the Lord for it. I'm saying all these things I want you to think so I don't want you to wake up Monday and go boy Pastor Lou gave a good sermon but uh, I can't remember what he talked about so I want you all to remember (laughs) I see some people looking at their clock you're hungry I know I, I got about six more slides here don't take it for granted because you never know when it will be your last time her mother was the best example. She, she really touched my heart. Hard for me to talk about this. So every night she would say, I love you, and good night. And she did that for years. We took care of her for 18 years every night. I love you. Never failed. Because she said, I might not wake up tomorrow. You don't know when your last time is. You're young people. You think you're going to live forever. You might not. You just might not. Things happen things happen. We're we're not in control of our life. We're really not. God is in control. If you take it for granted, you don't deserve it. Amen. Don't take people for granted. No matter how much they love you, people get tired eventually. We are all given chances, but you never know when the last chance may be. So don't take it for granted if you have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of friends. I wouldn't mind to have a lot of friends, but if you have friends, don't take it for granted. If you have a good wife or a husband or good children, don't take it for granted. The things you take for granted, someone else is praying for. You'll come on a mission trip, you'll see that. You know, we we don't have to pray for a lot of stuff. It's just, you know, we walk by the fridge and there's food. we you know, gas in our car. We got money in the bank. You know, they say if uh, you have a roof over your head, money in your pocket, and you got running water in your house, you're 99% better than the rest of the world, better off. So when you go to these other countries, you see them pray for things that we have, but they don't. So don't take this stuff for granted. It can be taken away. And... And one day it will all be taken away. Don't ever take for granted what you have today because tomorrow it might not be there. Amen? Stop what you're doing, take a deep breath, then remember you are alive and life is a gift from God. Take a second to thank God for all the problems you don't have. You know when we talk about problems they go there's a place over there that they don't got problems and bills Well, that's where the cemetery is. So be thankful that you're not in the grave Be thankful you're alive because that's you still have free will you have a choice and you can build the kingdom We should be building the kingdom Okay, and here's what it really comes down to is you can say like Adam said Not your will God I'm gonna do what I want. Or you can say, Not my will. I'll do what you tell me to do, God. I will read your book, I will make a covenant with you, I will keep your commandments, and I will love you with my heart, mind, and soul. So you all have a choice, and that's why the Lord says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursings, therefore choose life. So I'm saying to all of you, choose life, choose the Lord. Thank him every day. Thank him for all your wonderful blessings because we have, you know, so many. If we had to write them all down on a list, it would take hours to write down. We cannot thank the Lord enough. Amen? Amen. I think this is it. Let me bless you. Father in heaven, I thank you for all the good things that you give us, life and life more abundant. We receive it, and we bless you. We honor your name. We honor the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the anointing, the gifts and callings that you've deposited in us, in our children, in our families, and all the abundance you've poured out upon America. And Lord, I remit all the sin in America of those people who snub their nose at you and who do not thank you. But this day, I say and decree that we love you and we praise you and we worship you, the great God who was and is and is to come, the Almighty El Shaddai, Yahweh, Jesus the Christ. Bless your holy name. Lord, I ask you to bless the food and the people here today and their families and hear the cries of their heart. Lord, I know we don't thank you enough, but today, Lord, we say Thank you for all the good things you do. We know they come from you. All good gifts come from the Father above. And we bless you, and I thank you. And let us have a good harvest celebration right now in honor of you, your Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen.